Welcome to Duct Tape and Paperclips. I am Nathan Hartswick. And I'm Annie Russell. This is the show where we rewatch, review, and ridicule every episode of MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods. That's right. And tonight we are breaking down season one, episode 18. <laughs> I can't even get through this episode <laughs> title. It is Ugly, Ugly Duckling. Duckling. This might make three titles in a row that are just atrocious. Um, we're going to find mm-hmm. out how this episode holds up. But first, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, my Thanksgiving was quiet and good. Um, able to do like a, a very small backyard thing. Um, oh, really? and cool. so that was, it was really chill. And other than that, um, on Wednesday night, actually Thanksgiving Eve, I did a set at, uh, the Alameda right. comedy club here, um, in the Bay area. And, I feel for them because this is one of the clubs that has, you know, had planned to open um, during, okay. you know, when, when COVID hit. So they had this new space. Oh, it was um, a new club that didn't get to open its doors yet. That didn't get to open oh, um, in a real way. And so it's just one of those like sad situations where like they have clearly put a lot of thought into it like the room is set up really well you know everything is kind of laid out um perfectly for comedy um and they weren't able to open their doors and so the way they had it set up um i felt really good about because they sort of (laughs) they made their back steps um into the parking lot into the stage um Hmm. and they've actually gone as far as to like they have cameras set up and they're like taping sets for people um they have all these heat lamps outside and they have like very distanced um seating and so it it seems like they're they're doing um a really good job with with trying to offer some kind of shows um but you know it's still (laughs) outdoor comedy yes Um, and And these are people who are there's not a drive-in they're seated at tables or whatever but they're they're so far apart tables they have table service um, but you're i mean a mile away from them as the comedian right you're so far away from (laughs) from folks and and what's great people are really serious about masking up. So it was literally like if someone was not taking a sip of their drink, they had a mask on and it was Mm -hmm. outdoors, but like for comedy, that is not necessarily. (laughs) You might as well have a hand over your mouth. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't know if you've done shows for people with a full mask, on, but (laughs) it is, it is harder to make that connection. Yeah. That's tough. How how did you feel you did like after all these months of not doing standup? Um, totally happy that I got the rust off a little bit and I got a chance to try out some stuff and, and kind of get my legs under me. It's not something I would, uh, submit a tape of. um, (laughs) I was just thinking that, that there's going to be a thousand, when you said the thing about the video, I was like, oh, there's going to be so many comedians whose demo tape now are like these weird drive-in shows from 2020. They're submitting to Comedy Central. Yeah, not something I would have been a tape of, but like I was very um, happy to have had the stage time and also just, you know, you need to to do your jokes um, on a semi-regular basis if you're going to do stand up. And so I was happy to have done that. But for me, it it was good. And it was a good chance to do a set before I probably am going to hibernate again (laughs) in the winter. Uh, how was your weekend? It was great. Yeah, we uh, we actually did make some Thanksgiving foods and ate them alone. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it was great. Uh, it was a really fun, nice little, you know, we 
called and zoomed with all the people we were supposed to call and zoom with and mm-hmm. uh just finished putting up the christmas tree just now um, oh wow that's you yeah. kind of like hopped to that pretty we early. did we jumped right on that and we also spent the whole week putting together all the new furniture we got like oh. we ordered a bunch of new furniture like three months ago and it all came in at the same time so we just figure okay we're gonna be hunkering down here all winter we might as well <laughs> put a little more effort into the into the our surroundings so we're doing all that um getting rid of stuff selling stuff off giving stuff away i'm seeing right now i'm seeing all these notifications pop up because i i listed a broken iphone on on facebook marketplace (laughs) do not do that um all i'm getting is just the craziest people like is this still available is this still available uh i'll give you a dollar for it i'll give you five dollars for it and you can't tell who's real and who's a bot So I'm just like looking at their profiles, trying to suss out what's a human being I could sell this thing. (laughs) It's just so dumb. Yeah, I've had really varied experiences with trying to sell furniture and (laughs) other belongings online. um, I would say 50% of the time with Facebook Marketplace, they don't show up. (laughs) They just they don't show up or they're a legitimate crazy person who (laughs) will yell at you if something's not available anymore. Oh, yeah. So this guy wrote, I just had to pull it up because it cracked me up. This is throughout the course of today. Is this still available? How much do you want for it? Hey, bro, hit me up with that phone in Burlington. Thumbs up. So is it still available? Actually thought you wanted to sell the phone. <laughs> this was over the course of like two hours that I didn't write him back. Like, how bad do you nuts. want a broken iPhone, bro? Jeez, like, oh, man. All right. Well, let's get to our guest. Let's get to our show. Uh, our guest is a, a hilarious comedian and a buddy of ours. Uh, you know her from Late Night with Stephen Colbert. She's our comedian pal, Carmen Legala. Hi, Carmen. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm not bad. How are you all? Uh, great. It's nice to see your dumb face. <laughs> totally average and fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're in New York, right? I am. How, how are things in New York these days? Mostly good. People are wearing their masks. People don't know where their nose is, though. That's a bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't have it. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm getting tested tomorrow. So we'll see. Are you? Are you doing outdoor shows? Yes, I'm doing. I am doing live shows. I'm doing yeah. live outdoor shows. Uh, a comedian just uh, tested positive. He said today I haven't had uh, any contact with him, but that makes me nervous because nobody has tested positive, even outside of my bubbles bubble, which has been surprising. But it, I mean, it's it's outdoors. I feel safe. Everybody, if they're not wiping down the mic, uh, I bring mic condoms myself. And mm. it's got to be weird. It's like the whole new yeah. set of rules now <laughs> to it is. live shows. Yeah. It is crazy. A lot of roofs, a lot of windy. (laughs) I love it. I personally love it. Really? It's, yeah, it's people who are seeking out comedy specifically. So nobody's there who hates comedy. They desperately want to hear it Hmm. and they want to get it in before winter. So they're just generally cool, smart, nice people who are fans of comedy instead of just people who are like, let's give it a shot. And then, (laughs) right, right. People who are like giving you the benefit of the doubt as an audience member is always tricky. And there's Mm -hmm. not like people who wanted to go to a bar and talk to each other and not necessarily Mm -hmm. listen to you. Or got free tickets on the street. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, yes, I try to I try to get it periodically. This is only my this will only be my fourth one. I had two rapids, but I heard my nurse friend said that the rapid tests only work if you're symptomatic, which yeah. I don't 
I didn't know. Well, I think that's part of the problem with all of like the government stuff is that they were all relying on those rapid tests and right. like it's it's not as much of a thing. Yeah. My wife and I had back-to-back COVID tests, not to spend the entire <laughs> podcast talking about COVID tests, <laughs> but my, my wife and I had back-to-back scheduled uh, COVID tests and it was <laughs> it's what my friend Brian described as the COVID glory hole because there's just a, <laughs> a, a hole in a plastic window where a nurse sticks her arm out and uh, you know, oh, really? and you just stand there oh, on the curb. Okay. Um, and it's great, but uh, I it was this was the first one I got. And when I went up there, they said, "Is this your first time?" And I said, "Yes." And they said, "How are you doing?" And I said, "I'm a I'm a little nervous, honestly." And I like looked it, and she was yeah. very good, and it really didn't hurt. It was really great. And then Natalie took the very next appointment with the same exact nurse, and she destroyed Natalie. <laughs> so we were like, "Oh, okay, that's the key is to just tell them, you know, you're really nervous." I have only received them and I actually also received my flu shot this way in like a drive through setting oh, really? um, wow. because I'm in California and it is so strange to have somebody like leaning into my car and then I'm all nervous about what my car looks like as this person <laughs> is like putting yeah, a, I'm sure a they're swab judging up my car. nose and I'm like, oh, I still have the, there's like a pile of books in my backseat. I've got a bowling <laughs> ball back there. She probably thinks I'm insane. <laughs> no, that's great. Oh, that's funny that they're like, yeah, oh. you're negative for all the diseases, but you are positive for being a little nerd. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're positive for being a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, shifting gears here from the only thing anyone can talk about. Um, uh, I, I didn't ask you when I asked you to do this podcast, Carmen, I didn't ask you if you had ever seen this show before i i know and this episode was 1985 i did watch it in the womb um, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't impressed then no i um i would have seen my dad anything my dad was into i watched and he was he was into really old stuff like lawrence welk so i had only i i know the gist of macgyver but i don't think i've ever watched a full episode i yeah. definitely watched some of that too it must have been on pbs or something yeah yeah. It was on PBS. It was definitely yeah. something yes. my grandmother watched. Um, yeah. And I yeah. only saw it when I was at her house. Yes. That was yeah. like a catchphrase yeah. in our family. We used exactly. to walk around going, I want to fall, I want to fall. <laughs> um, so I cannot wait to talk about Ugly Duckling. Um, why don't we get a summary from Annie so we can refresh everybody's memories? Oh, I would love to uh, give you just a brief overview of what uh, took place in this episode. Um <laughs> So a mercenary group steals a shipment of missiles from the Defense Department, but the guidance system needed to use them is flawed. The only two people, for some reason, who know how to fix the glitch are a college professor <laughs> and his 15-year-old prodigy, a computer genius named Kate. When the professor is killed, MacGyver tries to protect Kate, but she is taken hostage and made to help the bad guys fix the guidance system. MacGyver rescues Kate, and the two of them thwart the launch of the missile together, saving a bridge full of unwitting marathon runners uh, <laughs> and that's the episode yes. did you write that yourself uh, that was the most perfect <laughs> i was like did she um, i read it i read it from a word doc from a google document uh that i have up on my screen so um, what if she, that was just off was just the top of my head <laughs> that's incredible just your mental powers of summary um so we're going to we're going to talk about what worked and what didn't for us in this particular episode as well as how it uh, held up but what what were our first impressions particularly you Carmen like what, like when you I'm assuming since you haven't s ever really watched the show right. what was your uh, like first impression of MacGyver <laughs> as a thing Yeah I did have to pause it at the beginning to Wikipedia MacGyver 
<laughs> and it You're was, like, wait, what the fuck is <laughs> yeah, this? I was like, wait a minute. And it was everything I thought it was based on the cultural references I've seen on Simpsons and everything else. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a guy. <laughs> it's yeah, tell us like, what, uh, what you learned. <laughs> seems that he's like a dude who's like, no, science really good. And he's like, let me just do the stuff. And then it'll like fix the problems, even though it's a real shot in the dark. But he seems to nail it every time. And nobody has ever like really worked up uh, emotional. <laughs> At least of all him. Yeah. I was very impressed. Yeah. yeah. He was like aggressively casual yes. in this episode yes. um, <laughs> to the point where I was like, you're not even making eye contact with that FBI agent that walks up and demands <laughs> yeah. to interview yeah. this girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, didn't pass the Bechtel test, obviously. That was immediately. Right. right. I like, I even like her, her and her mom had one line together and I was like, come on. And she was like, <laughs> and the mom was like, why aren't you being nice to Mr. MacGyver? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> God yeah, damn it. No. Talk about something else. Give, yeah. give her a name. I don't care. What about you, Annie? What was your yeah. first opinion or first impression of this? I mean, a lot of things we've seen on this show before, mm -hmm. oddly close relationship with a child <laughs> immediately that oh, yeah. is really inappropriate. <laughs> um, and just the, the speed with which like they meet and then she's like, I'm not pretty. Like oh <laughs> at no point yep. in my teen years, would I ever say that to a man in his thirties or any other human being <laughs> on the face of the earth? Like yep. I could not relate to that at all. And it was just insane. I also felt like the marathon thing came in way late. I'm yeah. like, if we were saving like thousands of people, like why was that not part of the stakes of the show? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. way earlier. Even the bad guys don't know. They're yeah, like, it, there's little, there's very little traffic on this bridge at this time. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, it was just really strange. Um yeah. and and yeah, her uh her outfit was amazing. I loved amazing. the jacket. Yeah. And yes. uh, to be clear, I'm talking about the first outfit. The second outfit was disgusting. Right, of course. Yeah. <laughs> the pink at the end. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He was like, you let your shirt. hair down from a ponytail. Yeah. Now you're hot. It's like, oh, yeah. God. He lit, he's like, looks like some changes have been made, and it's like, yeah, oh. the patriarchy oh. has <laughs> set in to this young genius, and now the goal in her life is to dance with a fucking nerd, oh, nerd. at a club for people in their forties. Yeah. <laughs> How did they get in? I do not know. So yeah, those are my. <laughs> <laughs> those are my top line, but there's, yeah, this episode was crazy. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, those are a lot of the things I, <laughs> I noted and we'll definitely <laughs> dig uh, further into each one of these things. Um, I realized when I was watching like the, so when the missiles get stolen at the beginning, just all this dialogue, all this like hokey, hokey ass dialogue, like they're like, Check, let's check out the merchandise. Oh, that looks like a missile to me. <laughs> like, it's so <laughs> plunky. And I realized like, oh, this, I never mind this kind of stuff in like a superhero movie because I know that the source material is like a fucking comic book. And comic books are full of these like archetypes of like thugs and gangsters. And they all talk like super oversimplified e exposition. And I think that I just need to start thinking about this show as if it's a comic book <laughs> because oh. like when people talk in this show and they're not the main characters, they talk like 
archetypes. They talk like comic book characters. They're just like, mm-hmm. here's the missile we were after, boss. Like, it's so dumb. <laughs> what missile? Let me explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right. it does seem silly um, at this point in our podcast, having watched now this is the 18th, 18th episode. episode. It seems silly to like expect that like the natural dialogue is yeah. just going <laughs> to pop in like the 18th and 19th episode that we right. have not seen. It made me feel very confident about my script writing skills. <laughs> and very, very insecure about my science skills. Hmm. It's a real like, okay. ah! you're like, I don't know how to feel. I, I, when I watched the pilot of this show, it made me believe I could make a TV show. I was like, <laughs> yes. oh, I could do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's great. I mean, this whole first scene um, really is totally unnecessary, but it's fun. It's this dumbass shootout and that makes no sense. Um, and then we, and we join uh, MacGyver in his crispiest white, white shirt and uh, tannest leather jacket in a nightclub where his old science professor is playing the saxophone. Um, Which I loved every I minute loved of it. this. I love <laughs> the scene so much. Just a casual professor and and classified government researcher moonlighting as a professional saxophone player <laughs> is great. And he's like, of course, amazing. Like he's an amazing yes. player. Um, and the club is packed. It's a great gig. Like <laughs> this band has good gigs. Yeah. And then we get like a straight up uh, Shakespeare recitation <laughs> in the parking lot. Um, oh, when Jesus he Christ. is shot by, do we know who shot him? The great part about the bad guys in this episode is that for the first time, they're not foreign. They're just regular yeah. Americans. And, but we, they, we don't know what, who they work for or what they want. <laughs> yeah. The episode references Russia a couple times, but okay. just like as an aside, like not related to it at all. Right. They're like in Gorbachev. They just like slide it in there. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, so just wanted just us to remember. Yeah. 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 Just by the way, Russia still sucks. It's 1985 <laughs> yeah. in case anybody has a question. <laughs> yeah. I, I did like that. He quoted Romeo and Juliet, even though he's a oh, science man. professor. I, I'm like, what? Like, a well-rounded teach? guy. I mean, he's playing saxophone. He's <laughs> quoting oh. Shakespeare. He's a fucking he's professor. Like, just like, the childish Gambino of his time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like it's one thing to quote Shakespeare and as you're dying and be like, not okay. So it's hard to say anyway, not so deep as a well, nor so wide as a church door. That's enough. But then he finishes it. But does enough twill serve like, come on, you don't need to, <laughs> but he doesn't you're dying. The best part of that entire quote, which is that if you ask for me, for me tomorrow, tomorrow, you'll find me a grave man. Like, right. come on, like give us the Go chorus away. on this one. Like don't give us the deep cut. Like, uh. Anyway, this Love is it. getting way too um, English major right now. <laughs> yeah, um, my notes just say professor's death is dumb. That's yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is quite dumb. Um, I, I, there's a lot that's dumb about this episode. I, uh, now, to be clear, I enjoyed it a lot more than some of the other ones we've watched, uh, but, it, but it has a lot of dumb stuff in it. I made a list. I was thinking about going through it rapid fire because these are my, this is my list of questions about the plot that I thought I would just fire off at you all. And then if you have any uh, comments on any of it, you can let me know. Uh, Why do we need two sets of bad guys? One stealing from the other. Uh, Is the professor working for the government or is he hacking them? And if it's the (laughs) former, why won't he tell them what he knows? And if it's the latter, why isn't he in jail? Why isn't the professor Dr. Willis? Why is he professor Willis? Why does Willis 
want the government's word that they'll leave the kid alone. If the government knows there's a glitch in the system, can't they just have one of their team find it and fix it? And who are these bad guys? Do you have any answers to any of that? (laughs) No, the one that I, that was bothering me the most was the, why, you know, and this is a big problem on MacGyver generally, and usually it's through um, MacGyver himself, because I'm always questioning, like, why is MacGyver the only person who knows how to do this? Like, he doesn't Mm -hmm. even officially work for these people. But in this missile scenario, (laughs) it feels truly insane to me that they have no one else besides this 15 year old girl (laughs) with self-esteem issues that can, like, save the day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think the professor was (laughs) fucking this poor girl. (laughs) (laughs) Are they in college or high school? It doesn't really. He's a college professor, but she's a prodigy. So she's I taking think, classes. Yeah, she she's younger. Just have her be in college. What do I know? <laughs> if she were in college, I would have way fewer concerns about yeah. uh, uh, several things that were going on. But it did leave me feeling like, why didn't I have a better relationship with any of my college professors? Like, there's nobody <laughs> that I would be like, I've had some of the best times of my right. life with this person <laughs> in the classroom, which is what MacGyver says. Like, just after saying, I loved him too, out of nowhere when she walks in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was such an 80s trope of the tomboy who just didn't have the self-esteem to be pretty. You know, and all they needed was the self-esteem and then they could be pretty and get the boys like like that was yeah, such a I'm thing. I'm enraged as you're even explaining. I know. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, yeah. like watching it with a modern 2020 sensibility and forgetting that I just got to the stuff about the when before she like kind of lost it on him. And I, the whole time I'm just thinking like she's clearly gay and in the closet. Like, yes. like this character oh. is a gay woman. She's yes. got yeah. a fucking killer gay wardrobe and yes. she's going to have to like, and then he says, he types in boyfriend and she says, not my style. And I think, oh, he's going to type in girlfriend. And he types in style. <laughs> like they're so far off the mark when, when it comes to like, like that would just never have entered into it. Right. The tomboy trope was not a lesbian trope. It was a uh, straight girl who needs a makeover trope. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that was maddening. The subject mm-hmm. of so many. It's like, oh, if you just let your hair down and took off yeah. this fucking awesome jacket you're yeah. wearing, um, <laughs> more <laughs> more dudes would notice you. Right. Um, which is just, it's so strange. The password thing was literally. It made me feel like, it, like he is not as smart as we think he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dumb. Password thing. Because like, who would be like, all right, what is a 15 year old genius? <laughs> what is her password? And he literally wrote boyfriends. Like as if he wouldn't put the fucking name of her boyfriend if she had one. Like, why would you make your password boyfriend? Um, oh. It was very strange. And then he just started typing in words she was saying. Shrink. Yeah. <laughs> Like, did they write this script like drunk? What oh, happened? I did. I was thinking about what a password used to be versus what it is now. And mm. like, o- you might only have a password for one thing in your whole life. And it mm-hmm. was like a, an inner, like a username or a, a handle or something. Like it was something, there was never any numbers in it. It was always just a word oh, wow, that right. yeah. like at the very beginning, it was just a word you could remember. And then you would type it in and no one else would know your word, but maybe you'd be able to guess the word if you really knew the person and they like making yeah. it a, like a, a, a hackable code with numbers and symbols came later, you know? 
Yeah. yeah I still think it's dumb though. What it he is. guessed. I like even like, <laughs> yes, because I feel like my yeah. earliest passwords were like bands that I liked or yeah, something. Right, like right. it was something specific or the name of like an album, like something. Um, and then when he guesses ugly duckling, <laughs> like he took the Not just ugly. Yeah. Duckling. Yeah. duckling offensive, very offensive. <laughs> Hey, that's the name of the episode. Uh, yeah, it is offensive. Um, so let's backtrack here because we get a little more of Pete and Max dynamic now. Now that we have uh, Pete, the the boss. Carmen, Pete has been a recent addition within the last four or five episodes. Pete is his boss for the whole series. Oh, now. I forgot about him because he was such a boring non-character. He's so boring. Yeah. But but now think about what this show would have been like without him. We just were so utterly rudderless with regard to MacGyver because he never had anybody to report to or tell him what to do. So he's just floating <laughs> around in the universe. So at least there's somebody giving him some direction now. Yeah. But it is like a weird relationship because I feel like the producers are like, it has to be a positive relationship because this is a positive show. So they have to like each other. But the dynamic is such that all MacGyver does is yell at Pete for not getting the, uh, you know, for, for, he's like a, a chief that doesn't get it, you know, because MacGyver's a rogue and he wants to go do something crazy. <laughs> and then Pete, all he does is whine about what MacGyver's doing. But they still always manage to come back to this like like brotherly love thing, which like doesn't match up with their bickering to me. I'm I mean, as you're saying it, and I just watched the episode, I am barely remembering <laughs> <laughs> Pete at all. I did yeah, notice yeah, yeah. that they started doing voiceover around minute twenty-six. Yeah, yeah. Which was I was like, they didn't they didn't I don't think they did it the whole time until that point. Cause I think when it came in, I was like, what are they doing? Why are they changing the format yeah. of the show suddenly? I don't know the previous episodes, but maybe they had voiceover they're, and then they introduced Pete. They're very much in love with the narration from MacGyver. It's just they they only <laughs> use it when they need it as a crutch and they yes, didn't yeah, yeah. need it as a crutch for the first part of this episode. But it's a good point. Like if it's the first episode you watch, you're like, what the fuck is, why are we listening to his voice right now? Yeah. I was like, yeah. why is he suddenly, who's talking? It was so confusing. Yeah. I, I agree that the Pete thing was boring. I there seemed to be no stakes whatsoever to their argument. Like, and mm -hmm. I thought it was again, really strange that like MacGyver's whole thing was like, let's protect this 15 year old hacker. And he's like, no, like that was the argument. It just felt like half hearted. Like they it didn't always actually is. like yeah. the only point to Pete and Mac arguing about something is exposition. If they argue about it, then we as an audience mm. understand what's happening. But it's just always a. I'm yeah. just always so bored watching it. Like you said, you just forget him instantly. I don't even. It just happened. Every script writing book I've read has been like, don't do any of the stuff that right. I watched. <laughs> this episode, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. how did I get a C in screenwriting? If I followed, I took this. <laughs> I took a class in college, and I got like a C minus in a class, and she taught us to do basically nothing from this MacGyver episode. Mm. And I turned in my stuff without any of this shit. And she still gave me a C minus. <laughs> How, How dare, dare you? Her. Yeah. And she probably wrote for this show. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> there is no way they had a female writer on this That's show. True. I can tell <laughs> you that right now. Touche. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, well, let's talk about what happens when the government takes her and for in for questioning. 
I'm not, I wasn't really sure about the, what the purpose of this scene was, Were they trying to get her to fix the guidance system or just access it. It was very confusing. And then they gave her the password, which was lip and caught. And I thought it was funny that she didn't ask how to spell that. She just typed it in perfectly. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not a word you type perfectly the first time. Yeah. Um, and then uh, she pushes all these buttons and everything in the building starts going berserk because uh, <laughs> evidently everything in the building is connected to the mainframe of this computer. Yeah. And Elevators, enter. <laughs> which was straight up that that was a word processor. Like yeah. that was not yeah. a fucking computer that was linked to a fucking grid. Uh, like <laughs> I love it when like so everything every every machine in the building starts going crazy and every elevator and everything. And I love the sort of dubbed in uh dialogue of the extras in the scenes like just going, "What's going on here? This is going berserk." <laughs> like that's the kind of comic book dialogue I am here for. <laughs> it's so dumb. She could have just gone straight to the lights out, but she was like, I'll just uh, right. crash <laughs> some people in an elevator first. It's like, <laughs> no okay, reason. come on, man. Oh. All, yeah, the elevator uh, was not necessary. Like, she yeah. absolutely no, no. did not have to do that. She could have just I think she power. committed murder. Like, you saw the <laughs> elevator cables sparking, which I don't know why it has control over that. Yeah, at the very least, like, somebody was having a panic attack in that yeah. elevator <laughs> yeah. that yeah. she's responsible before. And then she just kind of slips out like, oh, well... <laughs> Oh, you know what? Uh, I was going to get into the sound oscillator thing, but before we get into that, we have to talk about her, that breakdown where she like, I mean, I guess we kind of talked about it before, but did you guys have any Award other thoughts? Award winning. Her, yeah, that monologue was something else. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is a monologue that was written by a 40 year old man. Yes. And she had to memorize it and figure out what her motivation was. <laughs> and I just felt bad. I felt bad for that actor. Yeah. It yeah. was horrible for her, for that actress to have to read the, uh, like these lines to a 35 year old man um, about how <laughs> she's not pretty. And that's, you know, the biggest issue in her life, even yeah. though she's a prodigy. Also, they set up nothing. They set up nothing about like whether she had a crush on a boy at the beginning of the episode yeah. or like whether she was like <laughs> sad that she didn't have any male attention. It was just like an assumption that the, you know, show made like she, cause she's such a tomboy. She probably wishes she had a boyfriend. <laughs> Do, uh, I wanted to ask both of you um, when you were 15 year old girls, did you, uh, were there any 35 year old men in your <laughs> your life that you hung out with and just like went on adventures with and trusted when they when they were like showed up alone in a classroom yeah out of he nowhere just kept showing up and he's like let's go and i was like no 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 when i paused it did you guys pause? when he said you know you're a very pretty girl when you smile uh, i had to pause mm -hmm. it to just scream to throw yeah up. no <laughs> i was enraged that was the worst line of the episode yeah. hands down um, I was rightfully afraid of all men as a teenager and today. Like, so no, there was yeah, not right. any adult man that I was like, oh yeah, I'll get in your car um, <laughs> and we'll go and, uh, you know, try to mess up some radio signals together. This is totally appropriate. And her mom is like fully on board with this complete stranger. Um, very strange. So as far mm -hmm. as we know, McGovern didn't show her mom any kind of badge. <laughs> He just showed yeah. up and he's like, oh, yeah. you got a smart daughter who's pretty when she smiles. Yeah. Can I take her? <laughs> I think really he was getting, uh, he was coasting on his relationship with this professor. I think it was right. like, if you're right. in with the professor, you're in with me. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. 
Well, let's talk about this. so many of the gags that happen in this episode, the MacGyverisms, the inventions happen in the last third of the episode, and they kind of mm-hmm. start uh, uh, happening at a fast clip with this sound oscillator thing. What did you all think of that one? I liked the oscillator. <laughs> like it, it was a cool trick, but the, like the, it was super dumb that he doesn't check to see that it's plugged in like that is not in character from MacGyver to <laughs> yeah, just true. roll a cart out and be like, well, hope we got an extension cord on this. It, I thought that was dumb. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was it, to me, any, any episode where he makes up a MacGyverism a little too fast kind of bothers me. It's like he, cl- he, he slams the door shut and he immediately is putting things together already. It's like, I yeah. guess you know what's in this room because you went to school here, but come on, like it's, we need to see you piecing it together mentally. And I don't see that. I just see you grabbing a bunch of shit that conveniently happens to be perfect for your situation. Um, <laughs> and he like puts it down and she's like, oscillator. Yeah. <laughs> They're very like, got it. Yeah, they're on they the same are page. simpatico, and it's it's strange because like they the way they've written it, she's always like half a step behind him. Where like he does something, and then she's like, "Oh, are you doing this? Cool!" And then like, he goes, Near. "Good girl." <laughs> yeah. Oh God, when he said "good girl," I threw up a little bit. Oh. Uh, so yeah, so they kidnap her, and uh, they put her in a room. And she uses jumper cables to get out and he drugs somebody with a rag. Each time he thwarts the villains in this uh, episode, they're very careful to explain that he hasn't killed them. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so they're cute. fine. I'm like, you did not check a yeah. pulse. Are you, they just were next to an explosion. He's yeah, like, they'll wake yeah. up in 1.5 hours. <laughs> what? Really? Cause that car blew all the way up. Like right. that was like a serious situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am I the only one who felt like she was kidnapped for too short a period yeah. of time? Yeah. Well, the problem um, is later on she said that she says in the jeep they made me fix the guidance system and I screamed at the television. When did they do that? Because <laughs> they threatened her with sodium pentothal. They then they immediately lock her in that room there, and we don't see any indication that she has caved on them, which seems like an important story point. <laughs> we should yeah. have seen that. Yeah. 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 This feels like kind of a lazy, like storytelling technique where it's like, all right, we have to like get to the end of this episode. So we're yeah. going to have <laughs> this whole pivotal thing happen off camera. Also, I just felt like it was too short and I didn't really feel like she was in danger. Like they threaten her and then it's just, it's over really quickly. Yeah. So we get we get uh, we get to this moment with the triangulation and then the and then binocular solar you know blow up the jeep thing. There's a lot of that sort of like she's one step behind him and he's patronizing her. Um, <laughs> I don't mind a lot of this sequence. Um, what I, what I found kind of relieving about it was as she's figuring out what he's doing and as she's offering her own input. Um, we find out what they're doing in a way that seems a little more organic because the other ways that we usually do it are MacGyver mansplains to whoever he's with what he's doing, or we hear a voiceover where MacGyver mansplains to us what he's doing. So the fact that we were able to find out what was happening (laughs) just by virtue of the fact that they were talking to each other was way easier. Uh, the only thing I, the only problem I had with, uh, the whole thing was clearly the cactus is not native to that environment. <laughs> it's like, there's all these shrubs and bushes and trees and there's just a fucking cactus stuck in the dirt. There's no other cacti. It's just <laughs> sitting there. Um, 
but it was fun. Like this whole scene. I mean, I, I didn't know that you can charge stuff with electrolytes Neither. from a cactus, but I'm it's bringing rad. my phone out there and see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is the science real? I tried to Google it and they were like, sometimes kind like they're like, it's based in it usually. Yeah. But it, they yeah, try to get like 80% yeah. of the way there and then leave the rest. Yeah. To, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, any other thoughts on this, like last kind of, uh, action sequence? Yeah. The explosion was cool. Um, yeah. and I liked that one of the uh, bad guys whose motivations are unclear watched it, uh, <laughs> while it happened. But uh, like I mentioned, I think the whole marathon piece was like, if the whole objective was to sort of like save all these marathon runners, that would have made more sense to me than, um, than the way they wrote that piece of information out. We've talked about this kind of thing before. It's like, it's just this quick tacked on uh, thing. Like all it would have taken again is like, oh, one little mini scene where uh, somebody who's somehow connected to MacGyver or Pete or Kate is running that marathon that day. Right. And mm -hmm. like, if we see a little bit of that early, then it's like, oh shit, that's the place that they're going right. to bomb the place where the person we care about is. <laughs> but we're seeing like literal stock footage of a marathon. Like, how are we yeah. supposed to get invested in any of those people? He's like, I ran it twice. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That was <laughs> so I know the exact weekend it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. We get it. You run marathons just like a marathon runner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah. Mm -hmm. But even if Pete had said, like, oh shit, there's a marathon happening. Like, let's put some sense of urgency into this scenario. Yeah, um, right. I would have been more comfortable <laughs> with that. <laughs> I, the only thing that didn't, uh, that, that I thought was so silly is the fact that after the missile blows up, the shot you're seeing is like, uh, like a crane shot of MacGyver and Kate looking up into the sky cheering <laughs> we haven't established you're anywhere near this target like no. and they're not they don't have any binoculars or anything they're just they're just cheering at the sky we don't see what they're seeing it's really stupid i didn't know they were in california until that moment yeah well pretty <laughs> cool all right so let's talk about the last scene i appreciated that there was some closure on this episode <laughs> because every other episode of this show would have ended with them cheering that they blew yeah. up the missile um and the fact that we got to see a little bit of like he tells her hey guess what the bad guys are behind bars and hey it's nice to see you with a smile on your face um it, it's creepy <laughs> he and watches her bad so and wrong. weirdly yeah. <laughs> for oh. so long i mean there's so many oh, shots I of if eye I contact the boyfriend i'd be like what the fuck what is, is this going on an old dude is? you're old smiling guy. at yeah <laughs> i think it's weird that the children are there yeah. like yeah. i feel like this is clearly a club for people who to like go watch jazz and it's not a place that you would hang out um as a teen or 20 something or whatever unexplained who her boyfriend is but yeah that that was so strange to me that they would meet up there um, this has all the hallmarks of like we have this location for two days and <laughs> we're going to have the end scene here too, right? <laughs> it's like an homage to the dead saxophone player. They went back to his club, right? Yeah, and she dances. Mm -hmm. I suppose it, we're supposed to feel like she's like gaining some confidence, but yeah, right, um, right. I don't know, man. I mean, if it hadn't been a forcing of ge gender and <laughs> sexual uh, identity stereotypes onto this poor girl, that's still that's a rad outfit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like on anybody else who actually like believably could have pulled it off. Uh, the hot pink, like blazer look and the earrings and shit is a good look. I just hated seeing it on her. Cause I was like, no, I want to, I want to see her in that sh cool ass jacket. Yeah. I think she like projected like a discomfort, uh, wearing yeah. that pink. Yeah. 
uh, outfit. And that was what made me uncomfortable. I was like, this is so strange because this is not who this character is. And yeah, it just was kind of my reminder. It's like, okay, well, don't forget, even if you're a uh, science genius prodigy, um, you still are expected to adhere to like these uh, gender and, you know, relationship norms. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Greece, like the end of the Greece where you're like, why, what's this Mm -hmm. part? What are we doing? Yeah. We're yeah, doing so like, well. Why yeah. is this part cool? Yeah. I thought like she was like sticking up for herself, and then she yeah. was like, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> yeah, she was just like hot the whole time. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> why the jacket that's pink made her hot. She was female MacGyver. Yeah, right, right. She was yeah. supposed, just supposed to be MacGyver, but a girl. Right. <laughs> we we talked about that in our live episode. How there really needs to be like a lesbian MacGyver reboot. Uh, I think I think the name that was bandied yeah. about was Kristen Stewart, but <laughs> yeah, I would love to watch so Kristen good. Stewart as the new yeah. MacGyver. Yes. The other uh, parallel <laughs> uh, little thing that happens in this episode and that happens in okay, let me think about the title of the episode. It was the one with the other troubled runaway teen, Nightmares. Mm, mm-hmm. Right? Is the end of the episode? Nightmares has a troubled teen um, being offered a government internship and in this at the end of this one he said i talked to my buddies and they're like gonna get you when you come out of school they're gonna get you your own lab and you're gonna have like a sweet government gig and again it's just this idea that like of course that's what a kid would want a you know a a brainy kid should want to work for the u.s government because that's like the pinnacle right just the amount of like government trust in government yeah i mean it's propaganda like it is yeah. yeah Like, I thought it would be really cool if she was like, actually, I think I'm going to go and work in the private sector and get rich, but fuck off. Um, Or or if she was just like, no, I'm going to start a nonprofit uh, and I'm going to hack for, you know, the environment, like whatever. That was so strange. And also just the dumbest surface level thing um, to think that a 22 year old is just going to get their own lab. She's going to be in charge of (laughs) also give it to her now. Yeah. Give it to her now. She's proved herself. Yeah. Yeah. She hacked, she killed people (laughs) in a government building and then left. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think we have to take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk more with Carmen and we're going to find out where this episode falls on our DTNP rating system. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Justin from Venetian Ginger Ale here. Hey, if you love to laugh, then you're going to get a kick out of reading the ingredients on corporate soda cans. If you want something better for yourself, we use all real ingredients. It's water, cane sugar, unfiltered Peruvian ginger juice, lime juice, and we brew it with cinnamon sticks right here in Vermont. Simple ingredients, people. It's easy. Visit VenetianGingerAle.com to learn more about our local history and where you can get spicy ginger ale. That's VenetianGingerAle.com. We're back, and uh, we're going to move on to our next segment. It's time for It's Classified. We are on a mission to figure out what the best episode of MacGyver is, and so we are going to rate this episode. Yes. It's kind of a rapid-fire game. We're going to score Ugly Duckling from 1 through 10 on four different characteristics. Starting with you, Carmen, because you're our guest. Uh, On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate how exciting this episode was. 
This you is can... I've never seen any other episode, but right. I I'm an anxious person, and when I'm extra anxious, I peel the skin on my fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. It's a little sexy insider knowledge for <laughs> anyone who wanted that. So yeah. I'm gonna give it like an eight. I got excited towards the end. I started really peeling their skin in my bed. I didn't need to. <laughs> okay, great. Um, that's uh. Pretty high, I would say, for for yeah. uh, a show that was made in 1986 or whatever. That's pretty. That's pretty good that it was able to elicit that. Much. Are you like an excitable person watching television? Oh, you're frozen, which means oh. I'm frozen. Oh no, she's, I'm back. Everyone's she's back. back. I don't know. I don't know when it cut out, but I went. I unraveled. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I was like, this is my nightmare, and then I was like, they're frozen. I think they're frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you fine now. Why are you melting down? I don't know. Like I was peeling skin off my fingers and it was in my bed. And then what we left the room. We left the room. We were like, that's enough. That's enough. This episode is canceled. (laughs) That's right. Because I was just like, that was too much detail. And then I just kind of unraveled from there and I didn't get any response. So I started to freak out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you said I peel my skin <laughs> off and it's all in my bed, and then we just sat there staring at you without without commenting on it. <laughs> just no follow up. Oh my god, there's skin in my bed, oh. frozen, Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh, well, anyway, yeah. um, you scored this quite high, and uh, yeah. I was just I was just asking, are you are you an excitable person generally when you're watching television? Uh, yeah, and I'm a runner, so this this uh, I would never run a marathon because I'm not stupid, but um, <laughs> okay, it still made me nervous for runners. Let's, let's yeah, give it yeah, an yeah. eight. <laughs> There's no <laughs> no skin in my bed. I don't. I think that was like a glitch yeah, earlier. Yeah. I think yeah, that's what that was. I, that's not Zoom is anyway. weird sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, great, Annie. What would you give this on? Skin? one to ten. Oh god um i was not that excited um <laughs> as carmen was um but i i got a little bit jazzed um when some of the uh some of the macgyverisms i kind of liked um like that back third of the episode where like they kind of stepped up the the pace of some mm. of the action um and i also did i enjoyed generally that we have like a female hacker. I thought that was cool, even though everything else was horrific when it came to feminism in this mm-hmm. episode. I mm-hmm. was kind of excited that like, okay, we have like a prodigy and it's a woman. That's cool. Um, so I'm going to say for excitement, six. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I think the same. I, I'll give it a seven. I'll go right in between you two. So acting and writing, we smush into one category, Carmen. So one from a scale of one to 10, how would you rate the acting and writing in this episode? I don't think it's not going to be quite as high. <laughs> oh, 11 out of 10. No. Um... <laughs> uh, given what you said about the screenwriting before. <laughs> and I also think MacGyver and Kate would have rated the excitement of this episode, the, the previous question, at like a three, because they seemed really mm. bored, which ties yeah. right into their acting. <laughs> okay. Right Nonplussed. Around, yeah. Let's yeah. give it a two, because it's okay. not a one, you know, wow. it's not troll two, but it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. What about you, Annie? Um, I'm, this is the three, um, for three, me, yeah. like it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not the room or whatever, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. Like it's yeah, yeah. definitely, uh, the acting and, and I think especially the writing, uh, mm-hmm. in this episode mm-hmm. is just atrocious. Yeah. It's so hard because like, like I will appreciate the sort of like 
pacing and plotting of an episode and still hate all of the words that everyone speaks to each other. <laughs> so yeah. it's like you have terrible writers, but like the person who outlined it is okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's something else I wanted to mention too, because when we were talking about that weird relationship between the two of them, um, oh, it's this thing. So we, I cannot believe we, we neglected to mention this. When they're doing the, the cactus thing and she finally catches on to the triangulation thing he's doing, uh, she yells, all for one. And oh. he says, one for all. I can't believe you just said that. And he grins at her and she grins back at him. And I was like, if she were 35 years old, this would be the moment, right? That they oh, fell yeah. in love with each other. Like, why? Why are you being like flirty and like, like this is a, oh my God, we're so on the same level kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, it was strange because um, there is no one on on planet Earth who would hear um, all for one and not yeah. know what the response to that was. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not like they're in this like crazy, you know, <laughs> reference mode where they're like, yeah. you some... like the shins? I like the shins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not some deep thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a very famous uh, yeah. phrase. I know. Uh, so that was just like off-putting. And, and also, it, there weren't three of them. So like, why are you making a Three Musketeers reference? Right, I right. Yeah, uh. that's a good point. Oh my God, I don't know. I just don't get it. And I feel like they write these moments in, like, did you just intend for this character to be a love interest and then at the last minute you switched everything over to a kid and then you forgot to remove this part? <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, I'm going with a three as well. So sheer innovation. Uh, this is like the MacGyverisms, the inventive uh, gadgets he, he comes up with throughout the course of the episode. Uh, Carmen, what would you give that on a scale of one to 10? Ooh, um, it's hard. Again, having never seen any of them and also mm -hmm. being science stupid, like I couldn't figure out how to plug in the computer earlier. And the well, they don't have, right it doesn't have to, to it. it's not how realistic they are. It's just like, how cool did you find all of the, you know, inventive things he did? A thousand, you... always. I mean, everything seems so... Ten. <laughs> ten. Ten. I mean, he... <laughs> he plugged he a cactus into, like, a car, <laughs> and there were mirrors and dials. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. wait, wait. No, I'm going to give it an... I'm going to deduct a point for when she was hacking. That's... My dad could hack those computers, and he doesn't know how to turn a computer on now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Terrible okay. hacking. Yeah. What do you think, Annie? Um, I thought there were some okay ones. I liked, um, the using the, like, uh, I'm forgetting the triangulation. Um, I liked that. I also, I liked the, the using the noise at kind of the beginning, um, even though it was super dumb that he didn't think to see if it was plugged in. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to say seven for this okay. episode because yeah. he's craftier here than, than we've mm -hmm. seen him in other. Episodes. Okay. Yeah. I think I agree with that. It was, it's kind of like who said this? I think Tracy Dolan said this in a recent episode where she said, you know, I don't come to this to not watch these ga gadgets get made. You know, <laughs> like I don't care about the plotting and the dialogue. Like I want to yeah. see him make shit. Um, yeah. And I think we, uh, we got enough of those to feel like, okay, this is uh, a true MacGyver episode. Uh, I'll go with a seven as well. Uh, our final category of the four here is eighties cool factor compared to everything super cool uh, about the eighties. Where does this stand from, uh, on a scale of one to 10? 80s cool factor. Yeah. Let's give it a nine. Okay. Wow, point. You're very charitable. Three. Nine point three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. No one's ever given a, a not point five before. <laughs> what was so point cool three, about two, it? seven, six. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It just seems pretty rad. Everyone's got jackets. Everyone's mm -hmm. it's a je ne sais quoi, you know? How do you even describe 
Yeah. I don't know. I was yeah. dead then. So it just seems cool. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> you were being gestated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Annie? I thought this was very cool. Um, cooler than a lot of the other episodes that we've seen. I feel like it takes um, a lot of your boxes. Yeah. It Because you know I love a saxophone. You know I love it when he's in um, the brown leather jacket. Her jacket, as I've mentioned 47 times already, was incredibly <laughs> cool. Yep. Um, and I also just liked... Um, at the beginning, especially when we see MacGyver kind of like having fun, like mm-hmm. I always enjoy that because he usually seems like such a fucking nihilistic, like yeah. <laughs> just like I have no emotion. I don't care about anything. So the fact that he was smiling in a location where music was being played right, and people right. were dancing um, was really exciting to me. Um, so I'm going to say nine. Wow. Yeah, this is a cool episode. Yeah, yeah. And this is, yeah, I agree. Like all that stuff you mentioned, plus like even just the idea of, this is kind of a nostalgia factor category for me. And the things that I get nostalgic for, like, first of all, when he pops that floppy disk out of that drive, I'm like, holy shit, Um, that is a true (laughs) floppy disk. And then when he's like, just screaming through mud puddles in a Jeep, I'm like that, I would have... As a kid, I would have thought that is the fucking coolest guy in the world. He's got this <laughs> yeah. like drop top and the, you know, fucking blonde highlights. And um, mm-hmm. so between all that and then, you know, as we've discussed, I hated the fact that she was wearing that outfit at the end. But that it, that was a very 80s outfit. And, mm-hmm. and that makeover mm-hmm. was a truly 80s thing. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give it a nine as well. This is going to be a very high scoring episode, which I don't know that that's <laughs> we don't have the best scoring system, really. Um, we have we have three bonus categories. Uh, if any of these things is true, it'll get an extra five points. Does he help out an old friend in this episode? Would you categorize him uh, him asking Willis for a favor as helping him out? Mm. He helps him well, die. <laughs> oh, he keeps that girl alive as per his request. Yeah, yeah but he didn't know that girl before. No, but he helps. I mean, the 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 professor asks him to look out for the girl. Yeah, I I think I think maybe I would count it. Okay. Um, okay. Does an ex girlfriend make an appearance? No. no. Um, is he detained against his will? He is not. No. She is, but he is not. Great. Uh, well, that <laughs> concludes its classified. It's time to reveal the results. Out of a total possible 135 points, this episode receives. 84.3 points, making it the third best episode of MacGyver we've watched <laughs> wow. so far. <laughs> what do we got above this one? Well, it is knocked out of the third place uh, slot countdown, which was our aforementioned live episode. And uh, the only things beating it currently are Thief of Budapest and Last Stand is still holding strong at number one. Uh, so that's it. This is apparently one of the best, one of the best we've seen so far. Um <laughs> That was great. Thank you very much for helping us out with this. Carmen, where can people find you? What are you up to? What do you want to plug? What are you doing? Thank you for having me. Uh, Check out whatever weird thing I'm posting on Instagram at Carmstagrams. I'm on Twitter at Carmen Legala. I just had a glass of wine throughout (laughs) the episode. Where else am I? I usually like to say, if you want to find me, you'll find me, but mm-hmm. then people don't find, find me, yeah. but they don't really find me either way. So it's That's sort of true. like, yeah. I mean, the distance, what I've learned is the distance between a podcast telling you, this is my handle, <laughs> go find me, and people actually typing that into something. <laughs> yeah. It's a billion miles apart. 
Yeah. But what and, we do it anyway. You guys are laughing right now right. and listening, and but they're still not typing it in even right, right. now while we're <laughs> right. giving them right. time. <laughs> we're giving you even guys time. Even though they had the time of their lives listening to this episode, and yep. yet still, still, they don't I even mean, follow <laughs> us, and we you make know what? the show. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Please, so I'm going to tell you to do a bunch of things, and I want you to go do them. Uh, follow uh, Carmen on all of her social media. Subscribe to this podcast. Review it on iTunes. Keep in touch. Our website is themacgyverpod.com. Our socials are at themacgyverpod. If you want to watch old episodes of the show along with us, you can get them on CBS All Access or buy them on Amazon for a buck an episode. Next week, we'll be breaking down Season 1, Episode 19, Slow Death. Take care, everybody. And remember, in the immortal words of our buddy Mac, friends, friends are, are the, the adventures, adventures of, of life. life. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night.